Hi, this is Robert Yoho, and this is the Surviving Healthcare Podcast. And I have Cindy here, who's a breast cancer survivor, and she is going to tell about how she beat breast cancer. But before we start, let's uh, we're on all on first name basis here. Uh, Cindy and I are friends, and uh, on first name basis, Robert and Cindy. And the disclaimer, of course, as always, is that this is not healthcare advice. If you have medical problems, see your doctor and use this information at your own risk. So, um, Cindy, take it away and tell us about your story. Yes. Well, I had a very healthy childhood growing up, and then um, nine months after marriage, we discovered I had Hodgkin's lymphoma stage 2A. It was above the diaphragm, so they, uh, I, I, I underwent six weeks of radiation and... Um, and had some different complications, but I basically had, you know, good health between uh, 1984 until, or actually 1985, until 2014, when we discovered I had uh, breast cancer stage, well, they never really staged it, but it was early, uh, I'm not sure, anyway, um, and the regular medical community only, basically, they put this, like, I felt like it was like a car sales offer, they said, we can offer you a double mastectomy, and that would be it. You know, because of my history of having Hodgkin's, they said they if I, if they just did one breast, they would it might come back in the other breast. So they they said I should have two. So I I declined that uh, that offer. <laughs> I thought it was so strange. It was anyway to put it like an offer. They get paid and, a little more for two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pardon? They get paid a little more for two than... Yes, and they were promoting, you know, well, look, Angelina Jolie did it, so, you know, why not? It's it's like the thing to do now, you know, get your... Do that and then get implants. So anyway, I didn't want to do that, but that doctor was nice enough to follow me with blood work, and I did scans, and, and I was trying to treat it myself with juicing and things, and different 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 supplements and and finally it, it you know it was it was growing and and so um we were in san diego and i f- was trying to find an alternative doctor and i i went uh actually went to a i found one who did um embolization they went in with a catheter and embolized the tumor uh what do you call it? veins and or artery and veins i think they are called and to seal off, seal off the tumor so that it couldn't get blood supply that's the point of it to kill it then two weeks later I went in for cryoablation they froze it what was remaining because she said that often tumors grow back uh, or they I mean they create new blood vessels and um, blood vessels that's the word anyway so I did that I had some different complications of that lost but they but I returned my I lost mobility temporarily I had a bunch of Anyway, I had a thoracic stroke, which caused a lack of mobility, but anyway, through rehab, I gained my mobility again, but it was very scary at the time. Um, anyway, then uh, I, I, was, I had a PET scan, everything was clear, Then 15 months later, uh, that was when I uh, woke up one morning and I could only shuffle around my mobility, I was walking with shuffling like a... Tim Conway on the Carol Burnett show, <laughs> and I uh, knew something was wrong, plus I had lost feeling from the pelvis down, um, more feeling, I already had lost previously feeling there, but it had increased. So, I went to emergency, 
and uh, we were shocked to find out that my breast cancer had metastasized, and so I'm considered, I was considered, and still am considered stage four. Um, it was in the spine, and the reason for the loss of mobility was because um, a tumor uh, had um, broken my one of my vertebrae, and that's why I lost mobility. So the doctor repaired, put that vertebrae, well, that vertebrae is gone. I have a, like a gap in my back, but um, anyway, he put a rod and eight screws in my back, and I went from, um, so I, I was, it's a miracle. I mean, he, tons of blood loss. There was so much blood that the nurse was worried that I wasn't going to make it. They didn't, they couldn't seem to stop my bleeding. The tumor was bleeding profusely. I mean, I guess the whole operating room was, lots of blood then they used gel foam and were able to stop it but I just read this these notes recently and I didn't realize how how I was hanging on so barely with you know back in 2020 of December anyway so he did a great job of surgery so um, then I went from a walker had a, had a back brace and was using a walker up until March um, I visited I was referred to a doctor Dr. Glazer, Glazer. Glazer, yeah, okay, and this Dr. is where the, this is where the story gets interesting. Um, yes. you, I think you, if you had been to Dr. Glazer at the start of this whole experience, you would have prevented all this. And uh, and by that yes. point, your your weight was down to what? When it, well, I already was light even before going into the hospital. I was like one hundred two because I'd lost I I had lost my muscle mass, hadn't been working out, and so I was very light even before so then I went down to like 94 in the hospital because I lost weight in the hospital and, and threw everything but anyway it was so, 102 so, the time I visited so doctor no, that's a tough tough period Dr. Glazer has published her sex, successful experience treating breast cancer using implantable testosterone pellets and she also uses an estrogen blocker drug with that were you given that estrogen blocker before yes I, I um it uh, let's see. The whole thing started because I had. Well, I went to an oncologist previous to December because um, I had gone to a doctor and that doctor wasn't a cancer doctor. And they said, "Oh, we can't treat you. If we, we can't treat you for cancer, you need to see an oncologist." I wasn't going to them for cancer. It was for thyroid or something, or just checking my my uh, checking in a different way than traditional doctors check. Anyway, so that was what got me going to a, an oncologist. That oncologist. Um, did blood work and I saw that blood work and my tumor markers were really high like 70 and that and then I knew something was wrong and that's when I and then shortly then I found out that I had that and then like a week later I found out that I had to be hospitalized and found out that my metastases so yeah you, but that doctor was talking about or at least tried to put you on an astrazole or one of the you're right, you're right. okay so I forgot yes so anyway, when she found out, so then she really encouraged me. I hadn't, I wouldn't, hadn't seen any other doctors, and I didn't, I didn't really want to do chemotherapy and all that stuff. But she, you know, had to do something, I guess. Uh, you know, I she offered me, I think it's Breva, give Breva or something. It's something that they give, they traditionally give um, people in my situation stage four. But I didn't take that. I never did take it, and then. The, the minimal thing I did was, yes, it was, I think it was letrozole. And then when I went to see Dr. Glazer, she continued with, she, she had me, and we met, and she had started me on testosterone, which are uh, pellets, which had the anestrozole in them um, to begin with. And 
So yeah, those those make you feel terrible because your estrogen goes to zero. But yeah. they're the traditional treatment for breast cancer, and they they seem to help. Um, but this this therapy that you had is probably much better. And I wrote about it in my book, Hormone Secrets. I have no uh, experience with this, but I've read about it, and there are references about this in Hormone Secrets. So go ahead. And so Dr. Glazer um, got you on the uh, um, pellets. The testosterone pellets combined with the blockers. And yes. you had a good uh, reaction to that, didn't you? Yes. And... Um I was, as, I said, as we said, I, I was on the blockers already through my other doctor, and the, the main thing for me is it immediately hair loss, so I lost about a third of my hair. I have quite a bit of hair, so that's helpful, but still, it was, you know, thinner, even thinner. So, then it continued to, to lose hair, not as much as the beginning, but anyway, that was the main side effect that I noticed from the blockers. Um, but anyway, the from I started, I met with Glazer in March 29th. I remember flying out there, and um, she's she's uh, in Ohio, and her website is hormonebalance.org. Hormonebalance.org. And I went out there with a cane. I had been using the walker, but I decided to use the cane. I had graduated from the from the walker to the cane. Anyway, each visit I would visit her every three months, and. Um, the final visit, so I visited her three times. Final visit, I didn't use a walker or a cane, and uh, gained she was some very weight. Happy. You gained some weight. I too, gained some you? weight. Yes, I went from like ninety four to one hundred and nine. That's fantastic. So, and then I, I started working out in July, because and uh, so I that I had the energy and strength. I started my, my muscles. Um, you know, I got stronger because I used all the different weight machines and just got stronger and stronger. Had energy and um, kept improving mobility-wise and so, energy-wise. So, Dr. Glazer, Glazer apparently um, attempts to get the testosterone levels in your blood up to low normal for a man. And But you didn't seem to have side effects from that. You didn't have any acne or hair growth, did you? I didn't notice any with with that testosterone level correct. Mm-hmm. And so you were doing very well, but it was inconvenient to go all the way to Ohio. And yes. Dr. Glazer uh, encouraged you to find a local doctor who could set you up with testosterone and so on. And so you ended up seeing Dr. Rosier, right? Yes. And what was I your experience, experience like over there? Oh, that was great. I, I visited him in December of 21. And... Um, he said, I do not need to take the hormone blocker, so I was glad about that. My hair has been growing back. I've got five inches of new hair growth. Um, and uh, he has me on a bunch of different hormones. Your tumor, <laughs> that, marker, that, your tumor markers have improved uh, by I now. Forgot to, I forgot to talk about that at all. Yeah, the big, the big change with taking, starting even with Glazer, with the um, testosterone, uh, my tumor markers... I have to get them to get that. I should have that handy. Um, <laughs> it's okay. We, we don't know the exact yeah, numbers, so but they're much from, better. They went, from, they went from 70 down to the normal that they, the normal traditional doctors accept as, quote, normal is 35. This is for the 2729 tumor marker test. Normal is uh, they, they accept anything, you know, 35 or less. And mine were originally 70. 
and then they're down to like 11. That's so they're fantastic. way below normal. That's fantastic. And they just kept dropping each time, I, each every three months, you know, they would drop or, you know, every time I got new blood work, they would go down more. All the tumor marker tests that are possible, like 15-3 and CEA. Fantastic. Yeah. And so you're now on standard doses of estrogen and progesterone. Oh, I'm sorry. You're on estrogen and progesterone. Yes, and, and testosterone. And testosterone, yes. you're on a higher level, which gives you uh, blood levels of, what does he aim for, around 800 or 1,000? It's 1,500. I don't know what the blood level, but that is what I'm taking is 1,500 uh, blood work. I don't know what he... But anyway, he knows I'm on the right. Yep. He looked at my blood work and he said, yes, you're right where you should be. And, um, you know, so that's what we're doing. You understand why this drug is not used for breast cancer, don't you? Um, it's not It's not patented and it's too cheap and big pharma can't make money on it. Yeah, and the doctors are just told, oh, like my doctor, she said, my oncologist, she said, oh, that's just, that, that. they tried that a long time ago. You know, it doesn't work or... Before they invented all those patented uh, blockers, which are enormously expensive, they used mm. they used testosterone with great success. Yeah, so, yeah, everything improved. I had lots of different issues. They're all gone. I had, like, I had lung clot. I had uh, water in my lungs. Uh, you know, they had to be drained. All these things are gone now. The other, oh, the other things that have happened is originally the cancer was in my hips my sternum, my spine, and my breast, original tumor was in the right breast. Um, that original tumor is gone. The cancer in my hips is gone. The, I have, I'm going to get a scan in about in a couple of weeks, but last scan, I still had some remaining in the sternum. The tumors in my spine, I did have five days of radiation treatment uh, back in January of, 20, of 21. And so, those anyway, those tumors, there's no change in them. They're considered treated and inactive, is what they said. And so, those are all good, positive things resulting from the testosterone as well. That's freaking incredible. I mean, it's just it's a it's a it's an enormous improvement. You know, you could yes. this is just one story, but Glazier and some other people that I wrote about in Hormone Secrets have other stories, and uh, it'll never be formally studied because. You can't patent bioidentical hormones and make enormous profits on them. It is now standard to do hormone therapy for breast cancer survivors, and we have over 50 published studies confirming that they live longer, but the mainstream recommendation is to wait five years after diagnosis before starting treatment, and some sources say to only wait one year if there's no tumor extension beyond the capsule of the armpit lymph nodes. But uh, there, there are studies that have shown double the breast cancer recurrence rate in women who are left untreated. So your problem seems to have been more a hormone deficiency than the cancer. I mean, it seems like you've tuned up with the uh, hormone supplementation. Yeah, I guess. And then I was going to say my particular breast cancer was hormone-sensitive cancer, uh, breast cancer, whereas other, you know, there's all kinds, there's different types of breast cancer. I've had a friend who she said hers was not yeah. hormone. Yeah, so to interject, so mine, to tell, you know, the, just, tell the audience what that means, that means that estrogen work. blockers are supposed to work, yet you were taken off your estrogen blocker. You're, 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 yeah. So paradoxically, yeah. getting on normal levels of um, progesterone 
and estrogen and then getting a supernormal level of testosterone did the trick for you. And so there, 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 the, the, the message is there are many, uh, many treatments for cancer and many things that aren't offered because they're not profitable for the doctors and for the system. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's total, this is totally, if you have a hormone, if you have hormone sensitive cancer, breast cancer, excuse me, I had a cough. <coughs> if you have hormone sensitive, then, in theory, in theory, you're responsive to the blocker that you took and you had so many health problems with. In theory, the blockers are the best treatment, but in actual practical fact, testosterone is probably a better treatment for most most breast cancers. Yeah, what I was trying to say was the traditional doctors want to take you off hormones. They think hormones are the problem, whereas alternative doctors have found that a hormone-sensitive cancer responds well to adjusting your hormones, and even and giving a super amount, like we've talked, about, like yeah, super like high doses, hard. high doses of of the, of the uh, testosterone. Yeah, yeah. So you, you and your your side effects are modest. I mean, you 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 feel better. You're you're able to function better, and you haven't had a lot of hair or acne. Those are the ones that people complain about. Right. I mean, I, I'm very fair, so luckily the hair, I do have a little extra hair, but it's easy to take care of it. But um, it was it's not like, you know, you're growing a beard or something. Really? It's it's manageable. Uh, you know, I, I can manage it. I'm very fair. So, yes, it does increase. It does promote hair growth and, and other side effects, which people can read about. But they're, they're acceptable or they're uh, tolerant, tolerable. You know, because it's keeping my health good in other ways. So it, it beats the heck out of walking around with a walker and having your yeah. bones collapse. Yeah, I mean, collapse I, I, live, I, li- yeah. Yeah. I live a pretty normal life. I mean, I still continue doing what I do: exercise and enjoy life, cooking, you know, shopping. Um, so you're you're about my age. You're in the mid sixties. Sixty-six. Yeah, I'm sixty-eight. I'll be sixty-seven in September. <laughs> Don't you love it? I never thought I I never thought I'd be sixty six or sixty seven or sixty eight. We never, you know, when you're younger, everybody seems old. Uh, you know, when you're like nineteen, a twenty one year old seems very old. But when you're old, as you age, I've found that each you don't feel you're young because as soon as you hit that age, oh, this is not so old. You know, it's crazy. If you feel good, you know, if you have good health, yeah. Well, congratulations on how well you've done and. Uh, I, you know, we, we don't know what the future holds for any of us, but we're right. we're we're going to be as courageous as we can and uh, continue on and uh, and hopefully this will get the message out there to some other people with breast cancers to consider seeing a hormone doctor and looking at especially doctors. If, yes, yeah. especially if they have hormone sensitive you know cancers. Well, paradoxically, what that means is that you're supposed to take an astrazole and other blockers, and you got off that stuff and you actually did better. So. I'm yeah. not sure what to recommend in that regard. You know, I guess. No, no. You... I'm saying, I'm saying, if they, if women have, or men or women, men or women have hormone sensitive cancers, they should check out hormone alternative hormone therapy. Is what I'm saying. And like and, I did. and study Dr. Glazier's website hormonebalance.org. Yes. The other person I think you saw, just to mention him, I think you saw Dr. Wilgard, who is Dr. Rosier's. Yes. Um, Dr. Rosier isn't practicing. I don't think he charged you anything, uh, but he came in to uh, to consult on the day you came in. I think that's what yes. happened. So that was very kind of him. Yes. All right. Any other uh, 
interesting things we should add or any other last comments? Um, no, I'm just I'm looking forward to my scans in a couple of weeks to find out if there's any change, if any more shrinkage, any more or less, you know, less cancer. That's what I don't know yet. So You know, the best indication of how you're doing is how you feel, and I hope you yes. feel great. I do. That's what Dr. Glazer said, too. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I really appreciate your time today, and we'll catch up on the phone, and I'll cut this recording off if you don't mind. Okay.